Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 4, Episode number 7 on this Monday, January 24th, 2022, on this post-divisional round weekend, which was just crazy. Probably the best weekend of football ever. So, um, yeah, Frank and Nick, how you guys doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, as you said, just crazy game this weekend. Some of the best ever, and I'm excited to talk about them today. Yeah, the Chiefs-Bills game was probably the best game I've ever seen in my life. So, I'm excited. Yeah, man. You, you would think 13 seconds. I, I literally told – I was on FaceTime with my brother. Like, I literally – not my brother, but I literally said, like, this game is over. Like, this game's over. There's no way Mahomes is going to come back with 13 seconds. I texted you guys that. I said 13 seconds. The game isn't over. I literally said that to you guys. No, you did say that. That was actually a great call. But, yeah, I mean, kind of leaning off what we just talked about, we will recap all the divisional round games and just react to everything that happened around the NFL. And moving on to the NBA portion of the episode, we'll talk if Philly is wasting Joel Embiid's prime by not trading Ben Simmons and the Grayson Allen-Alex Caruso beef, which was, I mean, Grayson Allen continuing to make the case why he's the most dirty player in the NBA. We don't like those Blue Devils over here too. The Blue Devils are not a not a good program. So yeah, and, and we'll wrap things up with some Mailbag Monday. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Or actually, wait. We cannot dive on it yet. You guys know what I'm about to say. Rate our podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify. We greatly appreciate if you guys do. If you're watching on Apple Podcast, you know, I think you scroll down a little bit. You see the review thing. You tap on that. And if you rate five stars with a comment, we will read it on the episode. Um, same thing on Spotify, except I don't think Spotify has, Spotify doesn't have like comments. Um, which is nice. And we actually got one new review on Spotify. They rated us a four stars. We were, we had a perfect five-star rating on Spotify for 16 yeah. ratings. Our 17th rating was a four star. So, you know, I don't know, man. Well, we'll that's a pretty interesting. I feel like people either leave one star or five star. I feel like nobody, who does two, three, and four stars, but you know, Hey, we'll, we'll take the review. Appreciate that, man. Um, and then on Apple podcast, let me check if we've gotten any new reviews. It's loading right now as I'm talking, but we have, we have gotten five more reviews on Apple podcasts. Good job, guys. Thank you. We went from 31 to 36. So we appreciate you guys spamming those reviews and they're all five stars. So good job. Look at these people and let's see if we have a comment. And we, we do, we do have at least three, three comments. Wow. I'm excited to read these best from Sixers number one. Thank you for making this. It's the best podcast ever. Five stars. We appreciate you, man. Next up from Ye Did Ya 65, my favorite podcast. They are so committed and have interesting takes. I watch every episode and it never gets old. That's awesome. And then from our man PNW Jake 05, he says, amazing. I love listening to your podcast. So underrated and the only podcast I can listen to for the whole time. Keep making amazing podcasts and keep up the content. We appreciate you, boys. Thank you, and everyone. Guys, that was a big awesome. one. We have five new reviews. And if we can keep that every week, we'll be climbing the charts. We'll be number one eventually. No, I'm kidding. We won't be number one. But if we can crack the top 200, that would be pretty awesome um, on like the sports for the U.S., which is it's a, it's a battle. But we appreciate you guys. That's the step, uh, the first step in the direction to do so. So 
Moving on to what we'll actually talk about in today's episode, we start off with the Bengals and Titans. The Bengals upset the Titans 19 to 16. Joe Burrow was sacked nine times, but the Bengals still pull it off. Um, I mean, really, Joe Burrow and the Bengals offense showed just persistence the whole game. It was an ugly game, I would say. Like, didn't go perfect, but they got it done. I think a big part of that was because of Ryan Tannehill, who threw three interceptions at the beginning of the, the first drive of the game, the first drive of the second half, and then the last drive of the game for Tennessee. Um, and yeah, I mean, the top 10 takes that we had, me and Frank are looking real bad now at the beginning of the season as we had him at number 10. But we were lower than, than most, I would say, right, Frank? A lot of people had yeah, like top a lot eight. Of people like, yeah. Yeah, but top speak, 10. That was speaking of, screw Tannehill. He sucks. I think that's pretty clear. But Burrow is the person I want to talk about. His mix of confidence and just understanding like the situation and reading the game is unbelievable. He's a very confident player, but he understands 95 to 99% of the time to take the next play. And that's why they won this game. He was getting pressure nonstop. He didn't force the ball anywhere. He took the sack. Sometimes he just understands to play for the next down. I think that's one of the most difficult things in the NFL. Some quarterbacks still don't get it. Ryan Tannehill clearly doesn't. You don't always need to get the big play. You don't always need to throw the ball and force the ball down the field. Sometimes you just have to play for the next down. He didn't put his team in any bad situation to lose the game. The interception that he threw wasn't, first of all, an interception, and it wasn't his fault. It hit off the running back's hands. Yeah, no. He played a not a good great, not a good game, but he did what he had to do to win. And Money McPherson, by the way, is one of the best kickers in the NFL. I mean, two fifty yarders, four or four on field goals, and the game winner. He's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, as you said, it was an ugly game, but they got it done. And that's all you can ask for when you're the underdog on the road. You know, they got it done. Um, but I mean, the offensive line performance is concerning because now you're going on the road to Kansas City and they can get after the quarterback. So they got to figure something out because like nine sacks in one game. That was ridiculous. The fact that I don't know, just the fact that they were able to win this game was honestly crazy. But yeah, I, I put a lot of this on Tannehill. What he did was just inexcusable. We've seen it all season. He was inconsistent and he chose their biggest game of the season to be one of his bad games and it ended up costing them. I'm curious as to see like if the Titans will try and address that in the off season or what they're going to do. But I mean, there's no doubt he's holding them back at this point. If they had elite quarterback play, they'd be arguably the best team in the NFL. And it's a shame to see a team this loaded with this many good players held back because their quarterback can't complete a pass. Um, so, yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's just awesome to see the Bengals turn around two and 14, two seasons ago. Now they're in the AFC championship game. I mean, I'm rooting for them. I just, I love their story. I love Joe Burrow, he, his toughness, and, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah, the standard, the standard Joe Burrow said. Although I really think he's setting himself up here. I think like young players, a lot of the times, and I, I get he's confident, like very confident, and it's clearly working. But like, you can't just make a claim in your second season in the league saying this is the standard because no quarterback's ever going to make the AFC championship game every single season they play. I like the confidence. I can respect the confidence. No, I think they'll make sure. the playoffs a ton of years, though. I really a do. A ton of I years. Think, no, they will. I think, I think he's already the best quarterback in, in their division. I think he's already arguably a top five to seven quarterback in the NFL. He has it. Okay, he's just – he's a winner. He's a winner. His confidence is up there with everybody, but he understands and sees the game so well. He understands that he cannot put his team in a situation to make mistakes and win games. And look what happens. Every time we get down to a close game at the end, it seems like Joe Burrow's on the winning end of it. He it constantly, constantly, every single game. And McPherson, every time they need a kick at the end of the game, he makes it every single time. 
Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. I'm not putting him above Herbert yet. I'm not. I am. I think after. I think you have think to. His numbers in oh. the regular season are very similar, and he has playoff experience now, and he's won some playoff games. To me, that matters more. So I'll I ask you this question. I'll, I'll ask you this question. Who did you think was better before the playoffs? You probably thought Herbert, right? As yeah. probably everyone. Knows. I don't know. The, the gap was certainly closed. I mean, before the season for me, it was overwhelmingly in Herbert's favor. But as the season went on, um, especially once Joe Burrow cut down his interceptions the last month of the season, I really started to lean towards him. And then, you know, he has two playoff wins under his belt right now. That, that's a lot, especially for a young quarterback. Most of these guys don't win a playoff I, I game. I get that, but like Herbert, I think could still make more plays. I think his arm is just better. Like he has that ability to just make a sixty-five yard throw across his body. I don't. I don't think like yeah, but that's Burrow that's not that's not that. everything though. There's so much more it's, to the game than like, your natural talent. It's not everything, but my argument, I guess I'll say, is this. Like, team success, I've always found so overrated in, like, a quarterback. It's so overrated because Josh Allen played the best game of his life, and he loses. I mean, yes. come on. Like, but you also have to understand. On the, wait, and then Jimmy G, he's the quarterback who gets the A on the group project but doesn't do anything. But, it, okay, it, but Aaron Rodgers didn't play good either. There, there's always context, and every good quarterback wins to at least to an extent, and like everybody knows that. Like, there's no good quarterback who who never wins ever, who never makes the playoffs ever. That's oh, just not I how it works. You. I hear and you, but it has the most impact on their exactly team, any out of any sport. It's not in everything, the world. though. It's not. Yeah, everything. but the quarterback has a majority of the impact. Just so like a star we're, we're going to act like Justin Herbert. We're going to act like the char- or he was holding back the Chargers. He wasn't no, holding back the Chargers. There that, were some but... close games where they could have they could have been better. And and like at the same time, like Joe Burrow is the biggest reason for the Bengals' success right now. This is their best season, literally ever. Like, or maybe not ever. But what was the last time they no, were in the championship? They were in the Super ago? Bowl, like in the eighties, right? Versus there you the go. They were in the Super Bowl once. So this is like already like the second furthest they've ever made it ever. Like, and that Joe Burrow is a massive part. They of weren't that. even so supposed to, to be good this year. To say, the exactly. Chargers had some expectations to make the playoffs exactly. and fell short. To say that Joe Bengals. Burrow doesn't deserve credit because it's like it's a team thing. Like that's ridiculous. He deserves so much credit. He's been playing no, out of his Joe mind. Bur- I'm saying like I have him as a top seven quarterback, like top seven eight quarterback in that Dak Prescott range. I rank him up like next to Dak, right above Dak. I think. But I, I put him don't above Herbert th- for now. I just don't think he's like that. I, I, this is gonna sound harsh, but I don't think he's the superstar. I think he's a star that's, quarterback. I, I just enough. completely disagree. I think I don't see what like, Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen, and Herbert and Rodgers, they have like that. But what, Herbert what's so that, different about Herbert and Burrow? I, Herbert hasn't even won a playoff game yet. Yes, but this is back. This is back to the um the team success we're talking yes, about. But, I, I don't like that argument at all. Yeah, but it. But we like, just explain why that's like not a fair argument to have. Like. Joe what's, Burrow, like, can't, you can't hold it against Joe, Joe Burrow that he's winning. Joe Burrow, I'm, no, I'm not. I'm not holding it. The Bengals roster is worse him. than the Chargers roster, by the way, too. I think. And you can't. Yeah, but, d- no, d- but defensively, the Chargers rank 31st in the NFL, yeah, only above the Lions. Who cares? The, at the end of the day, defense. Justin Herbert had opportunities to make the playoffs. He didn't play that great versus the Raiders. He, he threw like 70 <laughs> passes that game and was like 50% completion. He didn't, didn't play that great versus the Raiders. He completed like four fourth and 20s. Yeah, because he 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 passed the ball seventy times, so his, his box score looks great. But that's a team that they probably should have beat. I don't know. I and was how about watching the egg they laid versus the Texans two weeks prior. He had plenty of opportunities no, to put the it Texans in the playoffs, team, and he didn't. Okay, it's but not every fair team to- every team loses like some bad games like that. What I'll say though is this: like the bottom line is that Herbert had the thirty first ranked defense. Burrow had what the fifth? Like it was around the middle. I think of the they, pack were they were seventeen. They were seventeen. The they weren't great either. So, like, look, they weren't great, obviously, but. I just don't understand how a defense 
let's say the Chargers are the seventeenth defense. You swap those two defenses. The Chargers make the playoffs. The Bengals yeah, probably we can don't. sit here and That's play hypothet- hypotheticals. No, I get it, but I'm just at the end of the day. Joe Burrow has two playoff wins, and Justin Herbert has zero. And Joe exactly. Burrow's a major reason. And when you when you, Texas back, needed, when you look back in twenty years, nobody's going to say, "Oh, well, you know, Joe Burrow's playoff wins don't count because Justin Herbert's defense was seventeenth or whatever." 31st. No, but context has mattered, right? When we talk about wins, like you said it last night, context in the does matter. Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is it. Every single person in that in that locker room has confidence because Joe Burrow is the quarterback of that team. I think He's, the same could be said for a lot of the quarterbacks like Herbert and Allen and Rodgers. I think the same could be said for Herbert. Listen, I, I think – can it though? Because we haven't seen it yet. I've seen it from Burrow now on the big stage. He's won two playoff games. That to me well, matters. I mean, Joe – Justin Herbert can't – Play middle linebacker. He can't play. Yeah, but he can. He can. He can't play. play he can throw more touchdowns and interceptions versus the Houston Texans in week so 16. What, what was Justin Herbert's intercept, touchdown and interception ratio? I believe it was like 37 to 10. It was like it was insane. I just don't understand, and I see this on TikTok all the time too. Production's the only thing. 38 that to 15. We we could sit here and play hypotheticals, or if Joe Burrow's was wonder, 34 to 14. They had the same ratio, so you can't even go off yeah. stats. No, I'm not going. No. Like, yes, they had like a comparable, yes, so comparable stats. So if they have I the just, same stats and one has more success, you're just, you're using like the ridiculous, like, oh, I test, like, oh, talent argument, which is, like, yes, no, I hate I, that I just, argument. I, I don't think it, too, like, I think Joe Burrow has that it factor. I'm not sure if Justin Herbert does, but I think Joe Burrow has like that it. And I think that can't be registered on a talent or trait or whatever thing you want to call it. He has like that, that's not something you could teach. And I think he has that. And I think that's clear. He's he's a winner. No, I, I mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't, I never understood that because if you put Brady on the Lions, like he's not winning. Like, like I'm sorry, but like at, there's, there comes a point where the quarterback needs talent around them. Like, yes, no they're doubt, the 31st defense. That's, that's a, that's a bad the defense. If, if they, were in the pl- they were supposed to be in the playoffs and the Bengals were supposed to be a four-win team. But you know, so you know why the Chargers aren't no, because context is really important. What do you mean you don't want to hear it? Context. But you keep is ignoring really the fact really that the Chargers important. had an opportunity to almost certainly lock a playoff spot. Oh, I, I, I and hear Justin you. Herbert played bad. Justin Herbert played bad. It's the same thing so with the Carson Bengals. The Bengals didn't have one bad loss this year. The Bengals. Oh, uh, sure they do, but they still made the playoffs. They had yes, more so wins. They than did. Yes, they had. They, they, won, they won four division games. They swept the Steelers. They swept the Bengals. They beat the yeah, Chiefs. Those five wins alone are more impressive than anything the Chargers did all season, besides them beating Kansas City once. Yes. And the fact of the matter is they overexceeded expectations so much, and that is almost certainly because Joe Burrow's development. Yeah, as no, a but player, and as this a star. is why I think this is a good point to bring up. The reason why I don't like to go team success so much, especially with young quarterbacks, is you look at it next year, for example. Next year, these guys, these two guys could be the same quarterbacks. This the same quarterbacks. Literally nothing changes to them. Let's say the Chargers are a 13 and four, Bengals go eight and eight, eight and nine. All of a sudden, now Justin Herbert's what way better than Burrow, even though no, they well, Herbert goes in the playoffs and goes on the road. You got to win in the playoffs. You got to win in the playoffs. But it's a team sport, dude. This isn't a one v one. It's a twenty two v twenty two. Quarterbacks have the biggest impact. The reason Tom Brady's considered the greatest ever is because he's won seven Super Bowls. And oh, I, I, I totally understand. And they point that. to like, oh, he got lucky here, he got lucky there. But if you genuinely think that Tom Brady doesn't have the greatest impact on winning, like you're blind. No, it's Tom Brady does, obviously, he's done it for so long. Again, I say this all the time, and nobody ever takes this into account. The defense, you heard Shady McCoy say it when he was on the Bucks. Everybody plays to a higher standard because they know they have Tom Brady at, at quarterback, and they have a chance to win every single game that they play in. 
And I feel like I the get Bengals, it, but come on, you really the Bengals think the have Chargers the same thing with, don't have that. I feel like the Bengals have the same thing with Joe Burrow. And they players come out and say it. They've said it. Mm-hmm. They feel like they can win every single game because he's playing quarterback. Wait, have you have seen the Chargers? Pl- the Chargers players have said some crazy things about Herbert this year. Like Derwin James I, came I, in. I didn't see it. I didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, you see them every day talk about how much confidence they have in Joe Burrow. And they genuinely believe they can go into Kansas City next week and win that game. And they've already beat them. They've already beat them once. We can we can we can end it here. I think I agree with what you guys are saying about Burrow. I think Burrow does have that factor where you know he does. Yes, the defense plays better because of him. I just also think that you don't necessarily need to have like like I think Herbert has that same thing. We haven't seen it yet, but I think he does. It's pretty clear. I think until he shows me, me, I'd have to put Burrow. But I think it's I think it's like, because look, he's a great quarterback, right? So the defense obviously knows if you give him the ball, he's gonna do, he's gonna do some great things with it. He's gonna do great things. He's not gonna you know play bad. He's gonna be a good quarterback. You know, we yeah, always I, talk about with, with rookies. We always talk about with rookies how Mac Jones is better better situation with better defense, better this, better that. We never talk about it with Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. And I, I think Tom Brady's better. Like, I'm not, I'm not the Aaron Rodgers guy. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. People say on a talent standpoint that, Tom, that Aaron Rodgers is better. But when it comes to playoff success and winning, one, one has and one hasn't. And at the end of the day, when we look back on their careers, nobody's going to remember that Aaron Rodgers won two back-to-back regular season MVPs compared to Tom Brady's seven Super Bowls. I, I, think, football fans are, I think football fans are, are getting like a lot smarter in the sense that like people bring up context. I just think context really matters when you look at evaluating different seasons of winning. Yes, like, but no, absolutely. People, and I get QBs, are, like win, a win, wins aren't a QB stat, but QBs, especially good ones, benefit 75% towards it. Josh Allen, if the Bills won that game yesterday, he's 95% of the reason why they won and Gabe Davis is the other 5%. So mm-hmm. of course that's it. Yes, like, and you know, no, you know how silly you know how silly people sound though. So if Patrick Mahomes doesn't score in the 13 seconds, people put jo- people would have ranked Josh Allen above Mahomes. And well, you I think I'm crazy? But people would have. Really I know you know how much. So I saw two videos on TikTok. I don't mean to bash him. I saw Joel actually post this video. So I mean, I I, I love Joel, but Joel said after that touchdown, he's like, Josh Allen's the best quarterback. Mahomes scores. That's oh yeah, Mahomes now is that it's prisoner of the moment. That's what I'm saying. I think this low key is prisoner of the moment. I think if we have Justin Herbert get a 13 win season, then we're looking at it a lot differently. I disagree. We, we I, I, I say this, this conversation is about Cooper Cup too. These people sit here and say Cooper Cup. Uh, only oh no, wins Cooper Cup's a beast. I'm not. Cooper Cup only wins because he plays in the slot. Every team puts their players in position, positions to succeed. Was Devontae Adams not in the slot all game against the 49ers? No, no, I think the receiver okay. – and no, he was. And receiver listen, and quarterback. If anybody, if anybody else could do it, why don't they do it then? That's all that matters. If that's you're so true. good, why can't you do it? That's, that's the thing. At the end of the day, somebody goes out on the field and they produce. That's all that matters. I don't yeah, care Frank, if you're – Hear me out on this. Hear me out on this. Quarterback, wide receiver are different because – I'm not like saying that Joe Burrow is playing better because of the talent around him. I'm not saying that. Like Joe Burrow Joe would Burrow, be that guy. Yes, I just Joe think the Burrow's defense when they're not on the field, like these two guys are not on the field. I'm talking about the defense. I just you just keep bringing offense. up the defense, and we keep we're going in circles here. We're going in oh. circles. Well, because I do believe that the defense, yes, 
like they're not on the field. It's not it's not the wide receiver debate because the wide receiver debate's implying that they're playing better because know. of You're the situation. You're just falling in love with like hypotheticals. At the end of the day, every great quarterback wins. Oh, it's it's called context. It's not who's hypothetical. The only, who's context. the only great quarterback in history? Every, to every statement that you made about Justin Herbert is said if in front of it. You have no, exactly. no, it's it's no. It's just, I'm you, saying they had the 31st if, ranked if the defense. defense was better if they win 13 games last year. Like let's just talk about what. No, happened. no. If Joe they Burrow win 13, if right they now. win 13 games next year, I'm exactly. That's a hypothetical. Every yeah, sentence you say better right now. is just meaningless because that didn't happen. Every great quarterback besides maybe Dan Marino has won consistently in the NFL. I'm Patrick not. Mahomes, I'm not. I'm not saying it's not close. But I, I, I would pick Herbert. I think. I think 50-50. I think this is a 50-50 debate on the community. I think this really is a 50-50 debate. I don't think it's this lopsided as you guys are making it out to be. I'm not making it out to be lopsided whatsoever. I'm just saying I'd rather have Joe Burrow. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. It's not lopsided. That's the side I took because that's just, that's what I believe in. And you know what? My eyes have seen it. Yours is a hypothetical. That's in the future. What I saw now already no, happened. But no, but look. No. Okay. I, we, we, I, I'm just going to. I'm living in the present right now. What you're saying is all futuristic stuff. No, I, no, right I now, wasn't saying this, futuristic stuff. At this current stuff. moment, Joe Burrow is better than Justin Herbert. On January I just, 24th. No, I just say context. Like I'm just saying context. That's all it is. Yeah, we could agree to disagree. I mean, we're not going to agree on everything. But let's move on now. Let's talk about the Niners and the Packers. Let's talk about a quarterback that certainly is not better than Joe Burrow or Justin Hermer, Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, the Niners' offense was ineffective. He played like shit. They had a few drops, though. Uh, I'll be fair. A couple, Two plays in a row, actually. Kittle had a wide-open play. He could have caught a touchdown on that, dropped the ball, and then Jennings dropped the ball on third down. Um, the only score for the 49ers was a blocked punt return for a touchdown. It swung all the momentum. Uh, that made it a 10-10 ball game, I believe. The Packers' offense, led by Rodgers, only scored 10 points, seven on the first drive. Uh, Devontae Adams was being double-covered all game. They did a nice job. Fred Warner and Nick Bosa had an excellent game. I think Bosa had three sacks. Um, and then Rodgers said after the game on his future in Green Bay, so many guys' contracts are up, a lot of decisions to be made. I don't want to be a part of the rebuild if I keep playing. Pretty interesting. The Packers are also $44 million over the cap, and that does not include Devontae Adams because he has not under contract right now. So that's something to also take into context. And uh, the Niners will play the Rams next week. They're 6-0, I believe, in their last six games against the Rams, and they've beaten them twice this season. It'll be in SoFi. And if the Rams win, they will be the second team in a row to play in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. So that's also pretty interesting because it never happened before last season. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, this comes down to Aaron Rodgers. If you're the MVP of the NFL, you can't score 10 points in a playoff game, okay? The Bucs played like shit in the first half, but Tom Brady brought them back into a game because he played good football. Listen, and I don't want to hear the excuses. There's no excuses. You can't score 10 points in a playoff game if you're the MVP of the NFL and expect to win. The special team sucked. Yeah, you scored 10 points, okay? You didn't put your team in a position to win the game by scoring 10 points. You scored seven points on the first drive of the game, and you were nowhere to be found for the rest of the time. You kept Jimmy Garoppolo in that game and gave them a chance to win. It's on Rodgers. It's on Rodgers. Some of the blame can go on the special teams, but ultimately, listen, we're going to put wins on the quarterbacks. We're going to put losses on the quarterbacks too. That's on Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more with what you said. You know, you start talking special teams in a game like KC Buffalo where they, you know, they, let, they score 36 points and still lost. But like when you only score 10 points and you're blaming special teams, it's like, come on. That's like when you lose by 30 and you're blaming the refs. It's like, really? Like you, like, you got to be better than that. Um, there's no doubt in my mind Aaron Rodgers is gone this after this season. I mean, yeah, I they agree. have such like a salty taste in their mouth. You could just tell he looks very, very upset. Like they, they're just not happy. I don't know what the Devontae Adams situation is going to be like, but this team is screwed. I mean, 
they looked in my eyes in the last month of the season, like by far and away the best team in football. And then to come out and do this, I had the Niners winning. So I can't say I'm surprised, but like really seeing it happen is just shocking. Like, and they played so bad. I don't know. I don't know where their offense went. Um, and had Jimmy G not thrown that interception uh, right before halftime, that was kind of a six point swing because the Packers got For that sure. long play to Aaron Jones where he like stopped running. That was weird, but the, the Packers, I think their field goal was actually blocked on that drive, but still yeah. could have been three more points for the Niners and a low scoring game is huge. And, you know, I just, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers is gone after this performance. I don't see how he comes back. I don't even know, like the team's going to be worse next year for sure. They're going to have to get rid of some guys and they're just in a bad spot. Yeah. So I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers' performance first, like what Frank said about, and what Graf said too, about how like, the 10 points, right? He only scored 10 points. Now, look, I, I'm, I'm aware I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers, but I think the snow, like, it's just obviously a snowy game, so you're not going to score 30. You should have scored 20, though, at least, right? Oh, you for sure, for sure. But you should have scored 20. But, dude, their offense was stagnant the whole game. They weren't even. I know, but the out. second half conditions were tough. I mean, they was, weren't even getting was... first downs. And you knew at ha- coming into the half, you knew coming into the game that they're going to double-team Devontae Adams. Everyone's going to double-team Devontae Adams. Listen. That's they really just, just checked, they checked it off to not, Aaron Jones. and It's not good enough. It's not good enough from an MVP. It's just not. It's not. But, no, but listen, 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 Frank. Stop saying it's not. It's not like an old head. The reality is that it was old snowing head. out, too. It was old. snowing out, though. I don't I mean, care. It was, it was lost, like. lost to the. Jimmy Garoppolo. Elements, wait, so let's let's look at like the history of snow games. Has any team ever scored thirty points? Probably I'm not, not. asking him to score thirty points. They scored even twenty. Sure. I, don't, in a I, don't, I don't think twenty points has even been scored a lot by these teams. They, the games. Niners only scored thirteen. What was, what was, what was the weather in Buffalo? One more touchdown. He couldn't score one. What was the game weather in Buffalo? What game? What was it like zero degrees at kickoff and they scored 47 points? Like I get it, it wasn't so oh, that, like, that game. Yeah, that, that game was that cool. you can't say I'm not making excuses for Aaron Rodgers, but and then make an excuse. Like it's like they scored 10 points. No, I don't care. If it I was, think they should have scored negative a little 100 more. degrees. Oh, but I, I will was, say this. I will just use this thing. How much so no, I the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because I saw someone say Brady would never, Brady would never. How many he points wouldn't. did he score in the Super Bowl? 13. If they don't block the punt, they score 13 points too. And that's a snowy game compared to a dome. I don't want to hear Brady would but never do that. Brady would do that. Nobody's giving Brady. Nobody. But like once again, there you go with your hypotheticals. Like, oh. How well, is it a high? Okay, so 13 to 10. That's that's the difference. Brady scored like, 13 like points. They're like apples game. to oranges. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like what does Brady's Super Bowl win have to do with Aaron Rodgers? No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying. No, we all know um, Brady was carried by the defense that year. He even said it himself on he Man. He was carried by the defense. He said we had the greatest defense ever. He said it. No, not 28, 2018. They had the greatest defense ever, he called it. He said they had one of the greatest wow. defensive performances okay, ever. Okay, that makes sense. No, it, he, yo, he literally wait, said it yeah, on the man no, in no, arena he said, show. he said it. Yeah, no, he said it. No, listen. But I'll, I'm addressing well, the comments of people. And I'm addressing the com- No, Frank, hold on. I'm just addressing the comments of people saying that this performance by Aaron Rodgers has never been done before by a, a star quarterback. There's been guys like, listen, you're not going to score yes, 30 points a game. I'm Scoring not 10 that, points but- in the snow – it's a bad game. We, it's a bad loss. So let me tell you why he was bad. Aaron Rodgers, time and time again in the playoffs, when he's a playoff joker, he he still he has that playoff judgment. joker. The, si- the, si- the sixth best pass rating in quarterback in playoff history, sixth best. But he's a playoff it doesn't joker. Doesn't matter when you sense. have to make that the play sense. to win the game. He doesn't win it. I don't see how you could sit here and say Aaron Rodgers is not historically a playoff joker. 
He's arguably the most talented quarterback ever, and they've made the Super Bowl once with him in like 15 years. That's no, ridiculous. I understand that. So last year, would you blame it him on last last year? He yes. played pretty good though. He could have played better in a lot of these games. Like there was no doubt. The quarterback is the X factor. Like he could have he could have done more. I, no, I think he he's definitely dipped off slightly in the playoffs. But like six best pass, I think his pass rating is like only like a couple of things lower. If you want to use that metric, you could use passing okay, yards. I just don't care about that, similar. especially in the playoffs. Who wins? You know, like Eli Manning has two but this legendary is Super it Bowl comes runs. to this is I, I this is the logic that I think we'll so have to just point? agree to disagree again. But I don't really see how like con- you guys just skip over every single piece of context. You can't look at wins versus loss. Jimmy G has a great playoff record, but he sucks. He, he sucks, yeah, but, but he's so a great different. playoff nobody, record. Nobody even like remotely compares Jimmy G to any, everybody knows. Look at Eli Manning. I love Eli Manning, but look, he his has numbers in the playoff playoffs are, are ridiculous. He has eight playoff wins, but is he? His numbers are not ridiculous. He's had a lot of games that defense is the second most him. passing yards ever in a playoff run. And he threw like 11 touchdowns. No, he, are you yeah, kidding no, me? No, that was a great playoff run. But the first, no, a lot of the d- defense came up big in a lot yes, of these the games. Defense, the the defense played well because usually to win a football game, the defense needs to do something did, too. Did the That's Packers the, defense not play well? The only phase they yeah, didn't play well They played great. They played, they played, no, they exactly. played great. That's what I'm saying. Listen, the special team sucked. Okay. Whatever. You still only scored 10 points. 10 points. Okay? Yes. If you would have scored 20, you would have scored two touchdowns, whatever, fine. You scored, yeah, and you're also leaving out the fact the fourth quarter game's tied, or it's like a one possession game. They went three and out twice. That can't happen. You can't. Another can. thing, this is why Mahomes is better than Rodgers to me right now because this is something I talked about last time. Over the last month of the season, Mahomes has really been getting other targets involved. Yes, yesterday it was all the Hill and Kelsey show again, but the week before they had a lot of other guys getting involved. Mahomes gets everybody involved. He spreads the ball around. Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball to two guys yesterday. Outside of Devontae Adams, Adams, wide receivers had two total targets. That can't happen. You're not going to win a football game like that. Like, what was the point of, like, pushing for Randall Cobb so much if you don't throw him the football? Like, what is Alan Lazard doing on the team if you don't throw these guys the football? He has tunnel vision. He gets nobody involved. And you got to spread the ball around to win. That's why I really like what Mahomes has been doing the last month. I've seen him develop as a quarterback a lot, whereas Aaron Rodgers just, oh, let me just throw to Devontae Adams every single play. This was definitely – in this was definitely like an underwhelming loss, right? Obviously, just like an, a, tough a, end legacy, of a great a legacy season. hitter for Rodgers, though, too. This but, is gonna, you know, hurt of course his it is. I just, I, I, I just, I just, um, I really just question. I mean, the weather like was bad, it, 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 it's just tough to play quarterback. That's how it's gonna weather. be in Green Bay. Was it not tough for Jimmy Garoppolo? Aaron Rodgers and, said yeah, they would Jimmy rather Garoppolo play, play terrible. Aaron Rodgers said he would rather play in the cold. That's, that's ben, crazy. You're making excuses that's for everybody. Crazy. I mean, you, oh no, no, like, no. I'm. Oh, listen. listen they play in Wisconsin in January. What do you want it to be? Seventy-five degrees and sunny. No, listen. Go I'm, well, that was supposed to be an advantage for them. Rogers I'm just offering a different perspective. I'm just offering a different perspective, and I think context is part of it. Like I, I'm just bring. I'm not saying they would have won if it was not snowing. I'm How just many saying, playoff games have the Packers had where it was like ten degrees or colder? Like I'm sure Aaron Rodgers has played in a lot of those. Yeah, Jimmy G, Jimmy G hadn't played in a game under 32 degrees before that one, by the way. I think it was 38 degrees, actually. But Oh, yeah. here you go, actually. Another another playoff game Aaron Rodgers played in at home where he lost by double digits was to the Giants, and that game at kickoff was like 10 degrees. So, you know, you can go through your whole career. Aaron Rodgers has historically lost big games at home. He's lost big games on the road. He hasn't – like, they haven't made the Super Bowl in 11 years. How can you have the best quarterback in the NFL over an entire decade and not make the Super Bowl? People would be That's arguing Rodgers is the greatest quarterback of all time, even if he just won one or two more Super Bowls. Because he's so he's been so good in the regular season, mm-hmm. but he hasn't. But, but he has I don't know. I think in the playoffs, though, like he hasn't been this choker. Maybe he's just played like, at the same level, but he hasn't elevated his yes. level. Is a fair but, argument, but, but and exactly. that's what it's okay. all he's about. In the the he hasn't choked. You just in the playoffs, said it. You just said it perfectly. The greats elevate their play in the playoffs, and he did. He does not. Simple. 
Okay, that's a, that's a fair that's a fair conclusion to make. Mm-hmm. It's fair. Very All simple. Right, well, let's move on then. Uh, Rams Bucks. This game was crazy. The Rams jumped up to a twenty-seven to three lead. Um, but you know, you just kind of had that feeling the Bucks still weren't going away. They scored twenty-four straight to tie it up. But then Cooper Cup on that last drive had two huge catches, and they ended up kicking the game-winning field goal. Um, this was crazy because um, they 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 sacked Stafford on first down, and I thought the game was going to go to overtime but it didn't. I just can't believe they let Cooper Cup get loose like that. It was kind of like what we saw in the Chiefs game, too. It's like, how do you let that happen? Uh, obviously, Antonio Brown to go on Instagram and troll the Bucks. Um, <laughs> like, so it is what it is. Like, he's just digging his own grave with all this. That was but, funny. And how is he digging his own? That was just funny. He's just, yeah. like, he's just immature. He's so Bro, immature. Nobody's, like, he's not playing it down in the NFL. No, I get that. That was not the thing to do when you need to get a job back in the NFL. Like, that exactly. was not yeah. the move. But let's talk about the Rams. Obviously, everybody wants to talk about Tom Brady and the Bucks, but the Rams... Um, I mean, they looked great, but then, like, they just kind of disappeared in the second half. Like, letting them back into that game was kind of concerning. Um, and they host the Niners next week. Now, this is interesting because, as Ben said on the last podcast, if it were to be a Rams-Niners-NFC championship game, he'd think there'd be a lot of Niners fans. And the Rams attempted to block people from outside the L.A. area from buying tickets to prevent this, but um, it was unsuccessful for a multitude of reasons. So, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on there, how many fans Niners are going to be game. there. Niners home game, no doubt. I mean, probably, but – at the end of the day, this Rams team really is like just so ridiculously talented. But I, we still haven't seen like one full complete game where they just dominated from start to finish. Like you think they would be able to. Um, and I know I think the Cam Akers fumbles were kind of a huge reason for that. So if they can clean that up, I mean, that was one of Cam Akers big concerns coming out of college. So if they can clean that up, they should be the overwhelming favorites. I just think they're so talented. Honestly, L.A. should should have prayed that the COVID rules had no fans allowed in LA because they are screwed. And it only adds more motivation for Niners fans to buy tickets when you attempt to block them off. I think that that only adds, that only adds to the motivation to buy tickets. Now people are like, I want to buy tickets just to screw the Rams over. And LA, everyone knows LA is a Raiders and 49ers town. It's for football. It's Raiders and 49ers fans. There's not Rams. The Rams and Chargers fans don't exist in LA. The Rams fans are either in St. Louis. That's pretty much it. Chargers fans are in San Diego still. There, there's not just there's just not a lot of Rams and Chargers fans out there in LA. The, the Niners will have even more fans than they had in Week 18 because that was just a regular season game. That wasn't like a meaningful game. It wasn't a big big time game. This is a big time game, and I think that they'll have 80 to 90 percent of the fans there. They'll they'll own the place. Not 80 It'll be 90%. all red. It'll be all red. It'll be all red. 80 to 90 percent absurd. That's not happening. Okay, so 75%? 70? No, it's not even going to be that. It's going to be like 50-50. you got to understand that the Rams look at, players look at the Rams have opportunities to buy tickets as well. So There's 80,000 seats in the whole place. You think there's going to be 40,000 49ers fans? You can't just – the players can't just buy 50,000 seats and be like, oh, No, you that's not – you get certain amount of sections, and then former players will buy tickets. Like, former Niner players are trying to buy tickets. Former Ram players will buy tickets. I would do – if, the, if I were the Rams there. owner, I would buy the whole stadium. I would, I would literally buy the Listen, whole stadium. It's not going to be – it's 80% Niners fans. It might be 50-50, but it's not going to be 80%. You see week 18, though, it was a lot of – Oh, dude, there was a lot of red. There was, I think was a lot, like yeah, and they were louder. But I, I want to talk about the Rams-Bucks game. I feel like the Rams, almost on their sideline, just felt the presence of Tom Brady on the other sideline and just couldn't put the game away. Uh, a lot of the pressure was on, and, and the Stafford offense kind of got choppy. So when I, I felt like that pressure from Brady over there kept them in the game. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, Stafford, he made those two big throws to cut down the stretch, and they won the game. But 
You got to play complete football. This 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 should have been a three score game throughout. The Rams should have blown them out of the water. This shouldn't even been a game. It should have been twenty seven to three at halftime. Now, I disagree with that, dude. You're not. It's hard to play sixty minutes of football versus Brady. Okay, and the Bucks. I, I knew Brady would times, come back. How many times did they let Tom back in the game? Cup fumbles. Acres fumbles twice. Like they constantly they just could not but that's what i'm saying i really think it's just but they they did it three or four times they They, played so good though in the first couple like the first two quarters that they i guess gave themselves three or four listen you lost the turnover margin and you won the game that's rare that's rare okay it's rare you 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 made too many mistakes and remember seven to 14 point swings as well you have acres going there right before the half they were the bucks weren't even going to get the ball back you could have scored and you started the second half of the ball you could have put the game away right there then you have cup fumble then you have acres fumble it again when you were trying to get that he had the first down to put the game away that's three just off the top of my head right there to put the game away like you you gotta put the game away and, and I understand that the 49ers have the Rams number, but listen, the Rams are really talented. Von Miller's playing some of his best football right now. Odell's playing some of his best football right now. Aaron Donald can't be blocked. Cooper Cup's playing the best receiver in the NFL. Stafford has got that playoff stigma narrative away from him. He's won a couple playoff games now. I, I, I think the Rams... And that's, that's another example why literally teams' success doesn't matter because, look, Stafford was on the Lions. What do you expect him to do? Win with the Lions in the playoffs? I mean, come on. It's such a joke how people hold, like, the... Quarterback stats are just wins and losses. Stafford obviously is now playing better in LA. Stafford made the playoffs. Stafford made the playoffs with the Lions and using context, like that's enough for us to know that he's a good quarterback. But they also had a great defense in 2014. Like, let's not ignore that. They had a good, they had a top 10 defense in 2014. I think we've all known that Matthew Stafford's been a great quarterback for a while. We've all known the fact that I think with this playoff run, he established himself to me as an elite quarterback. And Mm -hmm. I think. You know, Sean McVay knew the same thing. We're not going to get over that hump with Jared Goff. Let me go get Matthew Stafford. And listen, the Rams are all in. You know, you're here now. You got two more games this to win. This is it, man. This is it. And you can play two home games in a row, potentially. So you got to go out two there Two home get games in a row in SoFi. I, dude, there, there is yeah. no excuse for the Rams. If they botch this up, man, I think, like, there's no guarantee you get back. There's no guarantee you get back with all the pe- players you're playing or are paying. Aaron Donald, I mean, he's obviously been great, but he's only getting older. I mean, he's been in the mm-hmm. league for like seven years, playing at an all-pro level for First seven, all pro, years. seven years. Well, and that's the thing. Even if everybody is like, coming back, like there's still just never a guarantee in the NFL. So you there's really never a guarantee. Like this is it. This is going to be their best chance to ever win. You have yeah. home field advantage in two game, two games in a yeah. row. I mean, you got to take advantage. You got to win. Um, yeah, but um, as for like the the Bucks in this game, I'm not going to like blame Brady as a lot of people seem to be doing. A lot nah, of people like to pinpoint are gonna them. Blame him. You can't no, blame the, Brady. The reason why I did think, like, I do think, if Rodgers put up the stat line, people would be would be doing it. So I get why people want to blame Brady because if Rodgers does this, I mean, he's getting killed. Um, your, but your defense also allowed thirty points. No, no, you also have to. No, I hear, but they also forced a lot of fumbles, giving yes, them great sure. field position. Because why were they able to score twenty-seven points in the yeah. second half? You, you knew coming in though, position. the Bucks were shorthanded on offense with Worfs not being there, and you know, yeah. no Godwin now, and no Antonio Brown for a little while. So you're shorthanded. And listen, they didn't start well. They they really started getting it uh, going in the second half when they started using Evans more. But they didn't they didn't start well. But the the Bucks, uh, the Rams kept keeping the Bucks, you know, letting them come into the game. So, you know, they had opportunities. Yeah. They just fell short. It's on fine that last though for, It's fine though for Brady because at the end of the day, even if he did have a bad game, like like you said, the weapons, there were no Tristan Wirfs, no 
Chris Godwin, who was their best receiver in the regular season. No Antonio Brown, of they course. They still like, put up 27 points. And, and, yeah, they and they were still starting to won, the effects of all And they Super still Bowl won the Super Bowl last year. Like, ultimately, this is a team. You're not going to win the Super Bowl every it's, year. It's very, it's why very we say, hard. It's, it's why we say it's impossible to, to go back to back. It, like, there hasn't been a team that's gone back to back since Brady and Belichick were together, paired up like 20 years ago. It's yeah, very difficult. It's very difficult to go back to back. Yeah, it's it, it's very very tough. I think it was six or eight. They showed it yesterday. I think it was six or eight teams all time only went back to back. It's not. It's mm-hmm. so it's, like yeah. the people who expect the Bucks to win every game they play. Like that's not how football works. That's why I said like no. you can't win every no, game. Works, it's like, and works not being there was massive uh, mm-hmm. for sure. But you know, Whitworth wasn't there for the Rams, and No Boom uh, Bloom held up pretty good at left tackle. But Whitworth potentially could be back for the NFC championship game, which is huge for the Rams as well. That Same would be big. Taylor Rapp. He, he might be out of concussion protocol by them, which is also big. Mm-hmm. That's big. All right, let's move on to the Chiefs and Bills now. Man, this was a thriller. This was probably the best game I've ever seen, like we said in the intro. Um, the, the final t- three minutes of the game had like – but 30 points scored I mean it was a joke yeah it was 25 in a minute 51 I like think. you literally thought that the, you thought the bill the Chiefs had a first when Tyree Kill scored you thought the Chiefs won the game but you still knew the Bills could score maybe but then you have you know Josh Allen Gabe Davis again with 13 seconds left and it's like okay like 13 seconds left yes you do have three timeouts but like realistically speaking 13 seconds is two plays before a field goal. And you don't think you're going to get 40 yards in two plays. The one complaint I have from Buffalo's defense is maybe I'm just, maybe I just don't understand how hard it is to cover these guys. But I just don't understand how Mahomes has to get the ball out in in two seconds of his, of his hands. So the receivers could run, right? Like he needs to get the ball out every, those two plays in two seconds. How can you not? cover them and just for two seconds for two seconds you, you they really get that open they make one simple cut to the middle of the field they go for 20 yards mm-hmm. i mean i feel like they're, the coverage has to be better the problem I mean, is as a lot of the great people say it's not plays it's players okay and look at the end of the day leslie frazier they set up buffalo defense they had they're playing their two high safety look with two all pro safeties by the way and listen the players made the plays. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes won the Chiefs that game. There's no excuse, though. You're supposed to be the number one ranked defense. You let up 42 points. Josh Allen played a perfect game, a literally flawless game, and they still lost. And I told you, you Graf, get- who, who was hyping up the Bills' number one defense? Look, I don't care. You're going, go, you're going up against yeah. Mahomes in the playoffs. I don't care. You're the number one defense, number two, oh, number no, five. That doesn't, yeah. We Wait, all knew coming into overtime, you know, whoever won the coin toss would win the game. Nobody was getting stops. It was all about the offense. No mm-hmm. chance. But they didn't even touch Kelsey on that last catch he had. Like, they just let him run free. Like, I don't understand what they were doing there. And I, they were playing like the, the Chiefs needed a touchdown when they knew all they needed was a field goal. They just really mismanaged that whole last 13 seconds, yeah. and it was a shame. It's the last um, drive to me. I'm putting two guys on Hill and Kelsey. Let Byron Pringle beat me for a 50 what, yard. Well, I mean, what I think I would have done, yeah, like, I wouldn't have even rushed the passer. I would have just dropped all 11 guys in coverage and, like, yeah. forced Mahomes to take, like, eight seconds to throw. Because yeah. at the end of the day, it's not it's not like a yardage thing. It's like a, a time they only have like 13 seconds. So if he has to take eight seconds to throw the ball to find somebody, then like so be it if they get 20 yeah, that's yards. Good. You literally want him to waste time. Like yeah, like who cares first. if you get 20 yards if it took you 10 seconds, you know? But they got they got what 25 yards to Hill on that first play, or was it I think it was Hill was the first play. Yeah, Hill and was, it was only four yeah. seconds off the clock. It's so like you how could, do you let that happen? 
you could realistically drop eight players right back because three players have, at least you have to have some no, you're gonna I don't rush think three, there's exactly. formation. Yeah, in yeah, some very certain situations I've seen two and I think in that that would have been a situation where you could have only rushed is two it guys. is it illegal to is it like a legal formation or no to rush is two it passers? I don't know I feel like I, I don't seen, know how that works I, feel I don't like know I feel like I've before. seen two before but maybe it has to be three I'm not sure but either way though if you do eight or like eight guys you're you're getting a stop I would have had as many coverage guys as possible and just wasted as much time as possible I would have also had two guys in Hill and Kelsey yeah I, hundred percent. And I get the game plan to beat the chiefs a lot this year was like keeping two safeties higher over the top to stop Hill, obviously over the top, but Mahomes can do those long methodical drives. We all knew it would take yeah. time for Kansas city to adjust, but the great quarterbacks could do that. And Josh Allen could do the same thing now. Like it's, it's very, very simple, but like you know you what said though, like Frank, the play, they're running the, cover two, they're running cover. Or they're running out of two high safeties, excuse me. And you have 13 seconds. They're like graphs that they're playing for a touchdown. Almost. They're playing like to defend a touchdown. You have to defend to play a field goal or to you defend know what the field worst goal. part is if the chiefs needed a touchdown there, they probably would have gotten a touchdown too. They probably would have. <laughs> they probably would have. <laughs> I mean, they just, Oh was, my God. It was, Stephon Diggs, it was so he, unfortunate to watch. Stefan Diggs. He's got to show up in a game like this. I understand Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns and 200 yards, but Stefan Diggs and Dawson Knox, their best two targets were nowhere to be found the whole game. You can't have Good three game plan by Spagnola. I say I mean, once yeah, again, they, they were clearly but, focusing very hard on. I Stephon think that was a good game but, plan, though. But it's the players, not the plays. I say it all the time. Every single big time player gets. Okay, Frank. So, so, oh, Frank. So, let me say. So, Bill Belichick, when I think Travis Kelsey always plays, or Tyreek Hill always plays bad versus Bill Belichick. Why? Oh, oh, I don't know. Maybe because Tyreek Hill can't make a play. Like, there's like three guys at him. I mean, Tyreek Hill plays bad every time they play the Patriots. Every single time. It's, it's I mean, sometimes. Sometimes, when they needed a big play, who I made get it, it Frank. But wait, wait, in the AFC like champion, no, hold on. AFC championship two years ago, 2019, Tyreek Hill literally got shut down versus the Patriots with Tom Brady that one year. He, got, he didn't make the big play like, then. He didn't make the big play. It's not I like Stephon Diggs didn't do his job. He drew so much attention. I mean, they, they literally weren't covering yeah. Gabriel Davis. You can't take, you can't like get mad at Stephon Diggs because Josh Allen was throwing to a guy who literally wasn't covered. Like I'm just it, saying, I like he's not in. A, I just think the player thing is like because like look, he's yeah, not like, he, he's not the best of the best or top five receiver like everyone wants to say if he doesn't show up in big games. I don't know. I'm not taking this away from him. Like, yeah, I think the I, I think the good Josh, game like, plan honestly. Gabriel Davis was was just open on every play. Like, what is Josh Allen going to do? Say, oh well, I need to shut up the haters and prove that Stephon Diggs. Yeah, I need to shut up the haters. No, like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. Yeah. But why? Like, it, there it wasn't time, one play where like. I, like, like Gabriel Davis is just open every place. Yeah, he's just the open. They in the ball. Like, like, what, like, look what? at every other. Look at every other team. Cooper Cup had a great game. Tyree Kill had a great it, game. It's not like Jamar it's Chase. not like Stephon Diggs had a bad game and the Bills lost because of it. Like the Bills scored thirty six points. That's exactly. Not like, he did his job. He drew so much defensive attention. Like, other guys were uncovered. Gabriel Davis had a fourth string receiver had two hundred yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> two hundred yards and that was that was the that was crazy. I just four I don't know. I just Buffalo's defense is very. Obviously, clearly overrated. Well, Trey, White, Trey White is also out for them, so give. Yeah, but they don't think they don't get overrated. They don't get very good pressure defense. on the quarterback either. They don't have an elite pass. Okay, rush. but also you're playing I against just, Patrick Mahomes yeah, and the Chiefs. Like, come on. I like, just think like, when the Chiefs like, get hot, there's nothing you you could have 13 guys in the field and you're not slowing them down. I think that's just the problem here. So who's stopping them? Like, what defense is stopping them? No one. Yeah. So, that's why I say to change because there's a lot of controversy with the OT stuff. So what would you do to change the rules? Yeah, so we were talking about this on FaceTime last night. I personally think that it should just be a 15-minute period and it should just be a regular period of football because when you do all these, like, college overtime rules and things, it takes away a lot of aspects of the game, like field position, special teams, clock management, and I don't like that. I think 
you you should just continue playing the football game and see who the best football team is. I th- I don't think the the like the I would do a ten minute period. Well, wouldn't do for sure for, ten minutes for the regular season. I don't think that's great for player safety. Obviously, I agree. I th- I agree. That's, that's like spot on for the regular season. We could probably just stick with what we're doing now, or we could I don't just get play. why though. The majority of these overtime games go already like, go five minutes. Yes, they already do more like five minutes. minutes. So yeah. what's five extra minutes? Like they're really like if that's like I don't know. But sure, I mean, obviously, nobody really cares about the regular season that much. This is really only a postseason discussion. And in the postseason, they should just do it. No, like, I, I think it should. I, I think it shouldn't be college football where you get the ball on like the 25 no, yard stupid. line, right? That's, that's stupid. really bad. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. I think it should be just how it is now. But if you score a touchdown, the other team gets the chance to respond. But like, then what happens if they respond? Then the other team gets so what, the ball. So what happens? So, so this, is how, this is how it goes. So if it goes seven, you score seven, they score seven. You the other team gets the ball back again, and it just keeps going until somebody scores a different amount That's of like points. That's like college, though, pretty much. Yeah, but it's not owned the twenty-five yard line though, so it's not like an easy score to because they need to drive seventy-five yards, not just twenty. I mean, that yards. game would have never ended yesterday. Then we would be watching football till three o'clock in the morning. It would no, it just come on, it would yeah. it would end eventually, guys. Like, yeah, but on, it would, it would uh, to me, just stick with the regular rules for the regular season and then just do the ten minute period for for the for the playoffs. But you know mm-hmm. what though, it kind of would end in a similar fashion, I think, because then it ends who gets the ball last. It would be the same thing, kind of. Yeah, but then that's just like a regular football game at that point, yeah, and if yeah. it's like. And if it's like the thing where it's like your defense can't get a stop, then like you probably don't deserve to win anyway. I mean, like I just think you should keep it as close to the real game of football as possible. And like the college okay. rules don't do that. The college rules is like this gimmicky, like like oh, let's just keep doing two point conversions. Well, like, my, that's not my, my logic technically is like is this is like regular football. It's just that like because for example, if the Bills, if the Chiefs got a touchdown and then let's say they picked it off first play, they win. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't keep playing for no reason anymore. Yeah, no, I would definitely be more open to that. But I just I, I do not I do not think for a second they should consider the college rules because I don't think those are very good at all. Because they have it down right for the field goals. Like how come a field goal is the, the the other team gets a chance to respond, but the touchdown apparently the touchdown's so hard to get. We're like, come on, offenses are so good nowadays. A touchdown's so easy for Mahomes or Allen to get in overtime. The, That's what we said. Whoever ease. was winning the coin toss won the they game. Do it they with were ease. A touchdown. And, and, I, and Allen and Allen, yesterday. He was 0 of two on the coin toss. He choked. Yeah, yeah. And Keenan Allen, I, I saw Keenan Allen say, like, defense wins championships. That logic makes no sense because even with our new proposed rules, defense still would win championships because – Well, no, just can, every phase of the game would be – yeah, You exactly. want to make it the purest product of football possible. How do you do that? Make it a 10-minute period, do the coin toss again, and just play another quarter, a 10-minute period. Whoever wins no, at the what, end of the 10-minute so period you know what wins. I'm saying? I think my thing is a little better. I just think because – Let's say a team scores a touchdown in the first minute. They get a pick six. Then the game's already over. We've seen enough. We don't need more football than after that. After up fourteen in overtime. Yeah, but a team up bigger, like a, points. you're gonna have a couple minute drive for the ten uh, for the ten minute thing, and then you know another drive. So let's just say you're, with your thing though too. What if the Chiefs go on a nine minute drive, and then the Bills go on a nine minute drive, and then the Chiefs go on a nine minute yeah. uh, a five minute drive? It right? could get too long. Whereas if you just have it ten minutes, it could just end. Yeah, when okay, I like that. Minutes, I like that. I after like that. the 10 minutes, you're just yeah. Done. I mean, there's ups and, and downs sure, to both. You don't need to do it in the regular season because the regular season is not as big as deal. Just keep the regular rules you have for the right now for the regular season, and then just implement this in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Nobody yeah, would well, complain. That's why they have a competition committee to like discuss this stuff, you know. They don't ever they, discuss they it. They should take a look. Yeah. Um, I know ironically, when the Chiefs lost to the Patriots in overtime yeah, in the AFC championship game, the only team that agreed with the Chiefs in trying to change the overtime rules was the Buffalo Bills back in 2019. So <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. 
So we'll see. I think there's definitely, it's definitely going to be a hot discussion this off season. So we'll see if they do anything. The player safety thing is a big thing. That's why like the 10 minute period kind of scares me. Cause I don't know if the players would agree to that, but I mean, I get that in the regular season, but in the postseason, like, like players on and then, and then you yeah. say like, Oh, player safety. But when you do the college football stuff, I mean, you saw it in the Penn state game this year, they went to what, like 11 seven, overtimes. Like seven. what's the yeah, player safety on that? They still played a ton of football. Like, so I don't know. All right, let's talk about the NBA though now and uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Uh, you know, is Philly kind of wasting Embiid's prime by not trading Ben Simmons? He's still not showed up. He's healthy. He's just not going to be there. And Philly's kind of almost refusing to trade him. Um, they want to wait until the summer, I guess, for a superstar player level uh, level player in return for Ben Simmons, which I think at this point we all could see is pretty clear that it's not going to happen because they have no leverage. Uh, any team that it will be trading for Ben Simmons knows that he doesn't want to be there. So they will give less. Look what the Rockets got for James Harden. You can't expect to get anything crazy for Ben Simmons. It's just the reality of it. And I think Philadelphia, like we've also said a thousand times should have moved on sooner rather than later. But you know, this month Embiid is averaging 33.8 points per game, 10.5 rebounds, five assists, shooting 55% of the field, dropped 50 against the magic. They're 27 and 19. They sit two and a half games back from the number one seed. But I tell you what, somebody like Malcolm Brogdon even, which was the rumored trade that they got in the beginning of the season, would be helping this team immensely right now because Ben Simmons isn't even out there. And the longer that Daryl Morley, Morey waits, the worse the market's going to continue to get. So mm-hmm. until unless Ben Simmons comes back on the court, which seems pretty clear, like it's never going to happen again. Yeah, I can't even believe the Sixers tried to convince themselves that he would ever be back there. It was pretty clear from the start that he wasn't going to be. And, like, of course they're wasting his prime. Look at these numbers he's putting up. They're ridiculous. Um, but it's not sustainable in today's NBA for one like lone star to be completely exactly. carrying a team like that. Like they're not going to win in the postseason. They're winning right now. They're playing really, really well right now. But it's not sustainable. So of course they're wasting his prime. You your team is not as good as it could be if you traded Ben Simmons. Your your team would be better. You'd get something in return. We don't know what. I mean, obviously at this point you're not going to get a Damian Lillard or a Bradley Beal. But anything is better than nothing. So you know, just like by that logic, like of course they're wasting his prime because they are not doing the most that they can do to make this team as competitive as possible. Yeah, they're, they're wasting a year of his prime, not his whole prime, of course. Just this, this season, well, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because I think they have to just come to the realization that you're not going to get a top 25 player. Just get a top 35 player. And I think low-key, the Malcolm Brogdon not happening was a blessing in the skies, though, because yeah, Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey, Maxey yes, came out, before. Seth Curry, they need a wing desperately, a wing. Well, didn't, yeah. the, didn't the Pistons offer Jeremy Grant in a bunch yeah. of so other just, stuff? If but they Tobias get Jeremy Harris Grant, Jeremy Grant's a great fit, though. That's Tobias Jeremy Harris Grant, also. Sadiq Bey, and Kelly Olynyk for Ben Simmons. That would have been a great trade. I would have taken that. that, that in Sadiq Bey's great. That would have been a great yeah. trade. I don't Sadiq know what Bey's they're a, thinking. a tremendous young player. That would have really helped him out a lot. I realistically think, though, that maybe they're waiting for the summer because they're trying to trade Harris with Ben Simmons as well because he's been really yep. underwhelming as a second option. He's been very, very underwhelming as a second option for the Sixers. You and- know what I heard, though, Frank? All right, guys, yeah. I heard that the Sixers, so Daryl Morey is going to try to pair. The reason why they might be waiting is because they're, they're going to try to pair Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons so they can clear that maybe for – because James Harden, there's rumors he could leave the Brooklyn Uh-oh. Nets. And maybe oh. James Harden back to uh, Philly. No, it's possible because James Harden has apparently been very upset with Kyrie's, you know, ability or Kyrie's situation with him not getting the vaccine. And then, you know, he thinks that Kyrie's not committed to winning a championship. You look at Kyrie, 
it really seems like he doesn't care if he wins another championship. It doesn't seem like he cares too much about his basketball legacy and adding on to that. Kevin Durant already has two championships. James Harden needs a championship. So he wants to pair with somebody who has that same vision. I saw those reports saying he was questioning leaving. I think that's why too, though. I really think he's trying to get rid of them both, but why can't you do it now? Like, why can't you? I don't think the Nets are going to, I mean, I guess you could try, right? You could try. Not for Harden. You're not going to get Harden. You know, just trade both of those guys now, at least for something, you know? If you're trying to clear up the past, because. Maybe for expiring deals, and then you. Harris is just, he's making a fortune. Harris is big. He's never supposed to be the second option, though. That's the issue. I mean. He's supposed to be the third option. in a perfect world, Ben Simmons would have developed into a second option. And then they had Jimmy Butler for like half a season, and he was great. But then he had no interest in staying there. So. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's been underwhelming. He makes so much money, too, so. No, you know what Jimmy Butler said about the Sixers, though? He So, they got on, that, this happened a while ago on J.J. Reddick's podcast. Is he, he said, like, he heard a report saying that the coach asked, like, can you contain Jimmy Butler? Like, can you contain him? And then when Jimmy said, like, he heard that, he's like, fuck no. Like, I'm, I'm not so being ben contained Simmons, by a grown man. Ben no, Simmons? No, Jimmy Butler, when he was a free agent, he was he apparently heard from like one of the Sixers coaches that got like asked, can you contain him? When Jimmy oh. Butler heard that, he's like, fuck no, you can't contain a grown man. Like I'm out of here. Like if you need to contain me, I'm not playing here. Like, yeah. I mean, no they certainly do better man. with like, yeah. Jimmy Butler, but I mean, yeah, they were so much better with Jimmy Butler, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I just don't know how they're going to move Tobias Harris's contract. I don't know what their draft pick situation is looking like. Um, but I just think it was a tremendous mistake to not accept that Pistons offer because you're getting three great role players on uh, Jeremy Grant's making a decent chunk of cash, but the other two are on like really small deals. And that could have really helped you build something for the future. And you just said no, cause you're holding out. And I think that's ridiculous. Well, like I said, the longer they hold out, the less value they're getting. So yeah, a hundred percent. It's and so everybody Dibay knows is a that, great yeah. young player. He's a great three and D player. Jeremy Grant is a borderline star, but I don't think he's any worse than Tobias Harris. He might actually be better. So I, I just, I can't believe I didn't accept that, that offer, but what do I know? Um, all right, let's move on to our last NBA topic. Grayson Allen and Alex Caruso, the bulls played the bucks on like Friday, I think. And Grayson Allen committed a flagrant two, and Caruso suffered a broken wrist because of it. Um, yeah. I think the majority of people are siding against Grayson Allen here just because of his history. Like, it's kind of hard to sit here and say, oh, that play wasn't dirty because, like, that's kind of what he's done his whole career. But the Bucks Twitter pretty obliviously tweeted out, like, a, a, a GIF or whatever, a video of him eating a donut before their game that day, the next day. And, like, they got, like, ratioed like crazy. Everybody's like, why would you tweet this? Like, <laughs> yeah. Grayson Allen's, like, a bad guy. And then they got deleted. The Bulls Twitter responded saying, like, seriously, like, come on. Um, and then Grayson Allen was suspended one game, I think, because Alex oh, yeah. Caruso got hurt. Yeah. If he didn't get hurt, they wouldn't suspend him. But then, I don't know, the thing I don't like is, like, uh, I guess this might sound ridiculous, but, like, all the Bucks players, like, coming into his defense, like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Like, please, oh, yeah. dude. It's Joke. Grayson Allen. Come on. Like, you know, come on. It's, this know. is similar to the Antonio Brown situation. When you create yourself a reputation and you do something – nobody's going to take your side because you have that history of not doing the right thing. Well, also there's literally video footage of him doing something really bad. Like I was obviously intentional. Oh, yeah, he exactly. Him by the arm. He, but yeah, that's and, what and, I'm and, saying. And, so like, all the tripping shit he, that he did in college, he's a known he's dirty side, player. I hate Grayson Allen so much. And he, he is the he, worst. He oh. tripped like four or five guys when he was at Duke. He'd literally constantly stick his leg out and try and trip people. Like 
I know. He's yeah, just a dirty he's, player. Like he'll die. He'll, he's like the type of menace to like dive on the ball for a loose floor. Uh, he like to dive on the floor for a loose ball and like like trip someone's leg and like like oh it wasn't my fault. Let's make the hustle play or whatever. Like that. That's exactly that's exactly what he does. Um, like he's. Ridiculous. I mean that, that, that like you can look up video compilations. That's exactly what he does. Um, he he has tripped players. He's had flagrant fouls in the NBA. Then obviously this, and it's like. I mean, it's a shame. I, I just, I don't like, we all knew he was a dirty player. It just bothers me because like, I like the Bucks and like, like he's playing good this like year. He's playing good, but like still, yeah. I just don't like, I don't know. I don't like, what do you guys think like would him. be like a proper way to, you know, like suspend him or then or something? Cause like, look, Caruso's five games. Six I, think five, I, think I think you suspend one games. game. What's that going to, he's going to lose a couple hundred thousand. He said, it's not a big deal to him. There's no Listen, penalties. An eye for an eye. Until Alex Caruso comes back, he can't play again. Oh, that, would be <laughs> that would be miserable. No, you can't do that because like two months. Uh, yeah, I know you can't do that, but that's that's my point. Like, what can you do? Like, how do you stop this? Like, I, I say I say ten. Tough. I say five to ten games, something in between there. Like, you you give him a horse punishment. I guess you, you didn't Jokic get suspended one game for his Marcus Morris, but that wasn't even or Markeith Morris, but that was yeah, self defense. That was, like, kind of a fight. That was, that was like self. A fight. That was only self defense though. Like. Grayson Allen literally just took Caruso out of the air and shoved him. Like he like body slammed him out of the air, like hooked his arm and just like yanked him down. That was yeah. not even a basketball move. He didn't even aim for the ball. He aimed for his arm. Just a dick. I mean, everybody knows it. Nobody <laughs> likes him besides Duke fans. He's just a dick. I don't even think Duke fans like the guy. I think like I mean, I don't know. yeah, maybe they, I think they like him. No, I think they like oh. him. Just but that's that's that's. That's messed up. Like if I were, if he was on the Knicks doing this, I would hate him so much. No, yeah. it's just not right. It's it's not cool. Like it's it's the NBA. It's supposed to be a brotherhood, respect the game. Like don't be, now you hurt yeah, exactly, this guy. Like it, you, yeah. It, like at least be good if you're gonna do this stuff. Like don't be like a bench warmer. <laughs> at least be good. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, uh, but no. Grayson Allen's not a bench warmer. He's been like he no, well, been not anymore. He was for the majority of his career. Now he's like a rotational guy. But like I, I you know, I get leader. it. I, I just think even if you're a star player. Yeah, even if you're a star player, you don't do this type of stuff. Yeah, no, so definitely. He clearly doesn't respect the players he's playing against if he does stuff like this. Yeah, really, like, dude, it's one thing to maybe, like, just, like, kind of just be, like, a guy who's, like, outrageous and, like, starts, like, slapping the floor and stuff and, like, not actually hurting other people. But, like, you're literally, like, now taking yeah, it. he could be, to, like, like, hurt you could be like Pat, Pat Bev. Pat Bev's, like, a pest. He's annoying. Oh, he's, but Pat Bev, like a, he hurt Russell Westbrook that one year in the 2015 like, okay. semis. He literally yeah. tripped. He, like, ran over on the baseline. And, like, Russell Westbrook had, like, a torn meniscus because, because of it. Like, All right, fine. Then you could be, like, a Draymond, okay? You Draymond could be, like, a, perfect. a rat, annoying, talk shit. Do rat, this, that's do a good that. word. But, like, he doesn't, he doesn't like, well, injure Well, he Steve Adams in the nuts, but that was not bad. That was, like, that was, that was fun. That was funny. It was funny. Uh, not not for Stephen Adams nuts, but it was it was a funny oh, funny moment. All right, so let's get to Mailbag Monday. We have a couple minutes. We'll, we'll just go rapid fire real quick on this beautiful Mailbag Monday. Um, and as always, if you guys want to ask questions, go to the YouTube community tab, as we'll have them posted on the morning of a Monday or a Thursday. Starting off with our man um, Jacob. He says, "Do you think Tom Brady is a going to retire? B stay with the Bucks? C." Move to a different team. It's be the Bucks. I think B for one more year. Yeah, move. To, he would never move to a different team. I don't think that, like that's not even an option. I think he's gonna play another year. I don't see why he wouldn't because his level. You think of play he's only got one more year? I think. I mean, I don't know. At least one more year. If his level of play hasn't really fallen off, like he's still a top quarterback, like why not keep playing? To me, this is gonna be his last year. 
Um, I think they got to replace Arians, though. I just really don't like the job he's done. I feel like he's not the most respected player. We saw him hit well, – who was that? Andrew Adams. Like, he hit him in the head. I just feel like he doesn't have a lot of respect for his players. And although I don't like Antonio Brown, I really do think there's some merits to what some of what he was saying about Arians. So I think they should look to replace him. They won't, though. But they're going to lose – He doesn't some do anything. Players. Like, Brady coaches that offense with Leftwich. And then Todd yeah, I, I don't think I, Bruce Arians is a good – I think – Todd Bowles and Leftwich have been really good, but Bruce Arians is not a good That's what I'm saying. Guy. It's the coordinators and Brady like that, that do everything. Like I like the Cowboys pretty much. I like, also I also think to why this will be Brady's last year if he plays too is because he's always been saying, I'll I'll play next year, I'll play till I'm 45. This this time he said he's gonna take some time to think about it. And you know, gotta remember, guys, he has like kids now too. And they're they're not they're not so young anymore. They know what's going on. Like he, he he's 45 years old. He's already the goat. He's one enough. I don't I think, think that's a factor. He has the one kid that's already like I don't know. Like, I don't. I, mean, I think. I think that depending on what happens with the Bucks, what if they lose Godwin? What if they lose Leftwich? What if they lose Bulls? If they lose a lot of pieces, he might just retire. Yeah, I guess I, I would. I don't think he's retiring in a loss. Brady's too good. To, I think he could end it off at one more ring. I think he could end it off with a ring. It's possible. I think they should be competitive sunset. next year, but there's there's obviously so many unanswered questions. So we'll you got to think about this too. What if Aaron Rodgers goes to the AFC? I'm not worried about that. I'm not sweating that. All right, that's, that's, good, for, that's good for him. That's good. Never mind. That's good for him. Yeah. What, what am I, so I think Brady's just going to wait a little bit, see how, you know, some dominoes fall and, and go from there. Right, let's move on to some more questions because we have two more questions to get to. And we took a lot of time with that one. Starting off, bo- bottom three candies, but let's paraphrase it to just what's each of our three worst candies? Almond Joy. Almond Joy. Almond Joy. Is by far Almond the worst joy. Candy. Yeah. Oh, we had the oh same one. God. Almond Joy is so Almond bad. Joy. That's Ugh. so bad. It's terrible. I remember also, we used oh, to. I don't like Reese's peanut butter cups. I know oh, that's a good. popular one. They're I don't good. like those. Listen, yeah, we used to take sh- the almond joy out of the Halloween they're candy because so it was so bad. bad. Throw them out. They were yeah, so bad. Shout, shout out to our boy Mix for the question. He actually asked the top three candies a while back. He he said he's back with the bottom three candies. So shout out to our man Mix. And then don't eat lastly, an bro. from our man Fear the Deer, will the Lakers and Clippers both make the playoffs? I think they will. I think they will. Yes. Yeah, they'll play in the playing game. They might both be in the planned game. They might be playing yeah. each other. But yeah, that's yeah. interesting. We'll finally right, see the matchup. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's facts. That's going to be it from the Sneaky Sports Podcast, Season 4, Episode Number 7, Monday, January 24th. Boom. I don't know. It's not like a rhyme right there or a little, little rap thing. But anyway, um, make sure to rate our podcast five stars on Apple. Follow our socials, our Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. And you guys have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you guys on Thursday. Peace out, fellas.